Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. We have a special service today, so I was told to be short. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to do that. A couple of weeks ago, I was reading this book. It's a bestseller. It's, it's on Amazon. You can get it there. It's the world number one big list. It, you, if you haven't got it, you need to get it. It's called the Bible. And, and I just can't put it down. It's amazing. Have you read this thing? Yeah. Any of you read it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through it again. And I was going through uh, the Gospel of Mark. And, and as I've been going through, there's so many stories there. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been pulling out stories about Jesus, haven't we? Hey, guys, we saw that Jesus was into rockets and spaceships, going to new places. Okay, you're going to have to go and watch online and see what we were talking about. Uh, but we were looking at lots of fun things. We even looked at demons and how the devil tries to attack our lives and wants to try and stop us from doing things. Uh, we, we see how he whoops up storms. And we need to speak to those storms, don't we? And we need to say, go in the name of Jesus. Peace be still. We looked at all of those things, and you can go and get them online. If you go to our website, and uh, you go to the replay menu, uh, the drop-down list there, you can see all our previous sermons and things. Even, guys, we got uh, for you, we have a replay series. So we've got all of the series of a series together. We've cut out all of the waffle, Claire introducing stuff and things. No one wants to watch all that. Uh, we cut all of that out, and you just get the teaching. And also online as well, we also have the download. So you can actually download the PDFs as well. So you've got the study notes. So the whole thing is only about half an hour. So please go and make use of that and, and go and enjoy that. Uh, but, you know, through the last couple of weeks, there's been a thread uh, that God showed me. And I'd like to just remind us of it. Community. God community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, created family community, Adam and Eve, told them to go and multiply. And the reason that God community created family community was to reach an outside world community. That's our purpose. And the church is a community. I was just thinking again about Claire and I. She walked in the church one day. I was playing the keyboard. I used to be a musician. And I'm playing there. And this girl walks down the aisle. And I see her. And I was curious. Very curious. Who's this girl? And by the way, the lady was standing up here a couple of minutes ago for all the visitors. But it didn't end there. I took it to the next level. I started to connect with her. What did I do? I took her out on a date. And we started to connect, didn't we? Then Claire started to contribute. She made me bake uh, cakes and chocolate cakes and meals. And so she started contributing to the relationship. And finally, with cake like that and food like that, I had to marry her. And we got engaged and got married and we committed. A family model is like what God had in mind for us. The disciples, curious. Jesus, looking at all these wonderful miracles that he's doing, and they think, hey, what is he all about? And when he said, come, follow me, they said, I want to in. The Bible says that if the whole world would not be big enough to contain all the books that were written about Jesus' miracles. So they knew about Jesus. They wanted to know more. They were very, very curious. But Jesus didn't end there. He goes to the next level. He starts to connect with them. He takes them aside. 
And he starts to say to them, hey guys, I want you to go places you've never been before. I want to teach you things. I want to show you things. He starts telling them about parables and stories about sowers and different things that we saw over the last couple of weeks. But lastly, he goes on a mission trip. He crosses the Galilean Sea and he goes to the Gadarenes area with his disciples in a boat. And there he sees and he meets one man, a, a, a demon-possessed guy on the shores. And he sets the guy free, a mission trip. But the local community, they chase Jesus away and say, please go, leave us alone. This guy, he wants to join in, doesn't he? And he says, oh, please, Jesus, can I come and join you? I want to be with you. And Jesus, he didn't say these words, but in essence, he was saying, you're not going to be uh, in the world, but you're not of the world, but you, you're still here, but I want you to do something. I've got a job for you to do. And Jesus' instructions to this man was, go back to your family. Go to your friends. Go to your neighbors around in your town and tell them what Jesus has done for you. That is the message that Jesus had. He was saying God was asking him to go places, do things, and say things that they might not have done before. God's asking the same of us. We might not have been there before, but he's asking us to go somewhere, say something, do something. Yeah. And maybe we're feeling a little anxious about now. This whole point in faith that Josh was on about and Claire was talking about. What's that all about? Point in festival. God's asking you and you and you and you, would we get involved? We're not comfortable. Maybe we haven't done this before. Maybe we haven't knocked on our neighbors. Would you like to come with me? So you're a little bit insecure. Now's the time and Jesus is saying, go, I want you to connect with someone and bring them along. I love this what we're doing together as a family community. Do you know something? Multiplication took place. Jesus was sent back in the boat with his disciples to the other side because the local community didn't want him, but one man stayed behind, and he told his story. He told his story. Years later, Christian communities all over the region had sprung up because one guy told his story. Are you prepared to be that one guy? who tells you this story. You know, Jesus wants you in his community. Just like the disciples, he called them, he's asking you to get involved. Not just be curious and watch online. Yes, it's great that you're online, but he wants you to go to the next level. He wants you to connect. Uh, well, join with Paul and Diane afterwards and connect with them. What about your small groups? Every one of us, we all got small groups in the middle of the week. Connect, because we are not meant to do life, Christian life alone. We're supposed to do it in community. It's so much easier to have a brother or sister on the side of you and to say, listen, I'm battling with this, and they can help you through it. You can't do it alone. You need to connect with somebody. But Jesus is saying to us as a church, and you guys online as well, well I want you to go to the next level. I want you to start to contribute. The pastors can't do it all alone. You have a part to play in this church. If you've got a young people in the church, I expect you as parents to get involved with the youth ministry. If you've got children in this church, I expect you as parents to get involved with the youth, the kids ministry. Because we are going to start to contribute. Will you just take one step of faith and tell your story? Get involved. When my story is boring, well, so is mine. I got saved as a little seven-year-old boy. Who said we're talking about a story about your salvation? I love to tell different stories. 
Yes, I got saved as a little boy, and it, 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 I grew up in a pastor's home, and you know, and it, everyone's like, yeah, 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 we don't live in that world. But I tell them a different story. I tell them the story of when my son was born. Six to eight weeks, how many? Eight weeks? Premature, couldn't breathe. Claire got pneumonia, uh, the baby got pneumonia because she had a threatened miscarriage. The doctors had to do a whole lot of prodding around week 12. Infection set in. Next thing, the heartbeat's not going. They had to take the baby out in emergency. He never breathed on his own, instantly on machines. 21 days in intensive care. For the next four years of his little life, he had asthma, couldn't breathe. This medication was so strong, he's stunting his growth. In and out of hospitals three, four, five times a year with pneumonia. But he got healed by Jesus. Today he's taller than me. He's bigger than me. And he has no lung problems whatsoever. He can run a mile. He's as healthy as anyone on the planet because my Jesus intervened. That's a story to tell. I love to tell another story. I love to tell him what, about my life. How bad I was with dyslexia. How I battled to read and write at school, and they wanted to put me in a special needs school. My mom and dad would pray with me every year. I led the field, and I failed two subjects just to show I can be done. <laughs> every year, it was either geography or history with one of the languages. God help these people that can talk multiple languages. My goodness, they're weird. I couldn't do it. But the power of God comes into my life. Next thing as I go through, God starts to show me what I can do. He teaches me what I can do. Next thing, I'm running three companies in South Africa. He calls me to England and I'm the pastor of a church teaching you guys. And I can't even spell properly. And most of you will notice that from some of the slides that you've seen. I get emails from the school teachers. In the, I won't look at anyone specifically. But they often will correct me and say, oh, you know, uh, you spelled that word wrong. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> May God's presence be on you. <laughs> Jesus, with his disciples, gets in the boat and he goes back towards his hometown, Nazareth. And that's where I want to pick up today. And uh, he's with his disciples and he starts to call them together and says, Guys, I'm only one. I got this idea another mission trip. Why don't we get you guys in pairs of twos and we must send you out two by two. And he starts to send out his disciples. Have a look at this. This is a scripture in Mark chapter 6 and it's verse 7 through to verse 9. And I'd like to read it for us. And he called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. But he allowed them to wear the sandals they had on and uh, not to take a change of clothes. Quite an interesting scripture, isn't it? How many of you have ever thought, what does that mean? He's sending them out and he suddenly starts saying, don't take clothes. Do they all run around? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, first of all, I want us to focus on he sent them out. Jesus said, go. Go. Now, yes, I could give you the quick religious answer. You know, when God sends you, he will provide. But I want to give you a little bit of insight into the Jewish culture. In the Jewish law that he's written and defined in the Talmud, 
That is the written law of the Jews that they adhere to. And a lot of that is the man-made laws, not God's law in the Bible, but their laws that they added to it. It says this, and I'll quote the Lord. It says, no one is to go to the temple mount with a staff, shoes, girdle of money, belt, or dusty feet. What they were saying is when you went to the temple, you didn't go with a hidden agenda of trying to do trade. You went exclusively for the purpose of worshiping Jesus or God. You didn't go with your money belt. and ex- You didn't go to church or go to the temple. Oh, I'll, I'll just slip in on my route uh, uh, as a byproduct. No, it was your purpose. I'm going to worship God. So I took off my extras. I didn't go with money belts. I didn't go planning to do work. I went to worship. Oh, that Christians today would hear this. How many of us get so tracked, sidetracked with our, our technology? And right now, online, wherever you guys are, you're online. And, and you might have your phone, and you're looking at the latest WhatsApp, and you've got the emails open, and you've got your Facebook. Close it down. We're here to worship. Put away the distractions. I'm here to worship. Something else shouldn't be taking our attention away from God. We're here to worship. I'm here for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, almighty God. And that's what in essence was saying here. I want the dedication to worship. Those of you who know your, your Bible very well, you'll know that the Gospel of Matthew reflects the scripture a little bit differently. And there seems to be a contradiction. Matthew says, don't take any staff or any sandals with you. And Mark says, you can keep your sandals and your walking stick. But there's not actually a discrepancy. I'd like to explain that to you. In Matthew's Gospel, the Greek words are used in the plural tense. It means you've got a money belt or you've got a staff. Don't acquire. And it actually uses the word acquire. Don't acquire more. Don't take a second one. If you've got sandals, don't acquire a second pair of sandals. So Mark and Matthew are actually saying the same thing. Go as you are. What do you have in your hand? I've got a staff. I've got some shoes on. We'll go. You're going to get involved with this love uh, point and festival. Go as you are. You see, some of us, we want to acquire more. Lord, when you give me a special story to tell, then I'll tell my story. No, go and tell your story as you are. Lord, when you put me through cemetery school, I mean uh, 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 seminary school, (laughs) then I'll be equipped to go and teach somebody and help somebody. God says, no, go as you are. No, 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 Lord, when I got more time, then I will serve on the kids' ministry at church. No, go as you are. No, no, Lord, when I have more money, then I will give more to church. No, give what you got now. Not the when, then, but now God's saying, I'm equipping you, go. Just think about it, the disciples didn't go to university. Do you realize this was within the first year of Jesus' ministry? So they had only been with Jesus maybe six to ten months. And he is sending them by themselves on a mission trip. What kind of garbage are they going to be speaking? He told them, tell your story. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. You don't need to have apologetics. You don't need to have your theory and your doctrines all perfect. Go and tell your story to someone. To this love point and festival, bring somebody. You don't have to do the preparation. Just bring them along and say, "Ah, please come with me." And just by the way, it's over two days. We're doing both days, and I have closed Sunday service down. There is no church service here in the building because we're doing church out there, and I don't want anything to distract you. 
We're not going to acquire more services because you're going to get so busy with this service that you won't have time for that one. We are going to focus on one and we're going to go out there and we're going to love our neighbors. We're going to knock on the door and we're going to take them to this and we're going to say, come on, I want to tell you my story. Get creative. Take them out for breakfast first. Maybe have dinner with them and then go to the concert afterwards. Get creative and bring somebody and get involved. No additional clothes. Go. Do you know what Jesus said? Now, Matthew, he was a nutter for detail. He was a tax collector. He kept ledgers. He liked accuracy. He loved the words. Read the words here in Matthew. This is Matthew's uh, uh, definition of the uh, recollection of what Jesus had said. And it's a little bit more detail in Mark. He says, as you go, as you go, are you going? Say and preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is an awkward one. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out the dead. He's telling you to do it. And me to do it. Freely you have received, freely give. Go do it. These guys go out two by two and they actually start to do this. And look what Mark says. He comes back and says, uh, and the the disciples are reporting back. They, the disciples, went out and preached that uh, mentioned repent. They cast out and drove out many demons, anointed many people with oil, and healed them. There were miracles when they went. Miracles when they went. Did they have the power to heal anyone? Did they have the power to cast out a demon? No. It's the power of Jesus that goes. Didn't he say, I'll never leave you? Or say, I'll go with you? Remember earlier, Jesus had been talking and said, a seed goes into the ground, but it's God who brings the increase. You don't have to re- you're not responsible for the harvest. You just have to plant the seed and leave the worrying to him. A little later in the story, this, this mission trip was so successful, Jesus decides to send out 70 of them, 70 disciples, two by two. And listen to this. In Luke's gospel, chapter 10, it says this, and the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all of the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. When you go, God's presence and his power goes with you. So when you meet somebody in the street and, and you see them limping, take a step of faith and say, can I pray with you? I, I, I just let, If I put my hands on, I'm going to ask God to heal you, and I believe he's going to heal you. Step of faith. Yeah. But it's not your responsibility to heal anyone. You've just done the first, you've done the going. His power, his authority comes along and works on your behalf. You don't have to. I don't have any extra power than you do. Just because I'm a minister doesn't give me any special privileges of power. I didn't get a special delegation of power. You got exactly the same as me. Are you prepared to go? You know, one of the most common questions I get as a pastor, and uh, people say, Pastor, I'd really like to know what my purpose in life is. for. What's God's plans for me? What, what does he want me to do? Or someone else might come up and say, Pastor, 
I'd like to go into full-time ministry. How do I get into full-time ministry? And most ministers, well, you've got to go to study and get a degree and you need to do this or something. But that's not what Jesus taught. Or some of you might have come and say, I want more of this power in my life. How do I get more of this power of God when I lay hands on the sick that they will be healed? How do I get this power? These questions, have any of you ever thought them or asked these questions? Anyone? Online, have you guys asked this? I'm sure you have. Yes, I know you have there. <laughs> I, I would like to give you a revelation, something that God showed me. It's going to knock your socks off if you've got any on. Are you ready for this? I want to read that passage in Mark again. Three verses only. Three verses. Just listen to this. Mark chapter 6, verse 7, 13, and 30. He called his 12 disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. So they went. And they cast out the demons, healed many sick people, anointed them with oil. And then they come back a little later. In verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus from their mission tour and told them all that they'd done and taught. Now you'll notice there's a couple of verses difference there between verse 13 and 30. In the passage, there is only one little story of the beheading of John the Baptist. And it has no bearing. So verses 7, which I read to you, and 8, right up to 13, I read earlier about not taking any sandals or shoes or anything with you. They went out and then they returned. So I've just taken exclusively the verses pertaining to this story. So, but Wayne, what's that got to do with my purpose in life? What's it got to do with getting more power? I want to show you two words in that passage. Maybe you've already spotted them. Are you ready for this revelation? Contenders, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> My goodness, I need a whistle. <laughs> Contenders, are you ready? Yes. That's a little bit better. He called his 12 disciples to, them, to him, and when they came back, they were apostles. Nowhere, nowhere did he call them onto the stage and say, I now appoint you as apostles. They went and they came back, apostles. I've checked it out in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There is nothing in between where Jesus did something special. He didn't anoint them with oil and they'll give them special permission. He just said, go, and they went and they came back as apostles. You want a ministry? Go. You want a ministry? Go. If you tell your story, I would like to submit to you, you're an evangelist. If you take somebody out for coffee, you're a pastor. You share your story at home group, you become a pastor as well or a teacher. Your gift set and your mission is released inside you when you begin to use your little feet and go. But our problem in the Christian church is we're all sitting on our big bums. <laughs> oh, by the way, for the visitors, I'm blunt. I say it the way it is. It's about time we got up and we started to do something. When you tell your story, you are actually doing it. The power of God comes with you. Isn't that amazing? God is asking us to go places, to do things, to say things. And we might not have done any of this before. Can you just imagine one Jesus and now there's 70 of them running around doing the same works as Jesus? Watch out, devil. That's why he, Jesus saw him falling like lightning. When we as the church of Jesus Christ, Methodists, Baptists, Anglicans, PCF, when we all get going for Jesus, watch out, world. We can turn this world upside down. We can. The story that I'm going to end with, they've just told Jesus what amazing time they had, how miracles took place, and they said, we haven't even had time to eat. 
Jesus says, come away with me. Come on, let's go to this deserted place. Rest a while, we're going to have something to eat. And the crowds all saw Jesus heading off in a boat and uh, followed. And so when Jesus lands and docks wherever he's going to, guess what? The crowd's already there. 5,000 men, not to mention the women and children, altogether about 20,000 people waiting for Jesus. And Jesus can't help himself, but begins to teach them and preach to them. The longest sermon in the Bible all day. PCF Church, don't you ever moan about my 30-minute sermons again. I have decided I've got the anointing of Jesus on me, and I'm going to preach all day. And they're preaching. Finally, the disciples come to Jesus and say, Jesus, it's late in the day. These guys are hungry. And they're going to faint. Come on, you. We've got to. And Jesus says this. So Jesus answered them and said, You give them something to eat. How? Listen, they are his team. Surely Jesus should do something about this. And he turns it around and says, You do something. And the disciples get a bit upset, a little bit. They, they kind of say, Shall we go and spend 200 denarii worth of bread? Do you know that was about six months worth of wages, at least? Uh, they had the money, just by the way. So they weren't saying we didn't have the money. They said, should we actually do this? But this is what I want you to see, Jesus' words. He says, go and see what you have. Do you remember when we go to the temple, we don't come with any other? Go as you got. With the clothes you have, the staff you have, the sandals you got. Go as you have. What do you have? You don't need to acquire more stuff. Go. What have you got in your hand? Oh, we got and you have five loaves and two fish. And Jesus took that and multiplied it. When you bring to Jesus what you have, he will multiply it. You might think, what do I know about kids? I hate kids. <laughs> no, we don't. We love kids. Thank you for correcting me on that. We love kids. Any kids out there? We love you. Daddy's boy. Pastor's kids. Yes. Okay, listen. Go with what you got and watch Jesus multiply it. Oh, what, what do I know about youth work? They're all from Mars. <laughs> Why don't you bring what you got and let Jesus multiply it? Yeah. Well, festivals, me, do sports events and run around chasing a ball with a whole lot of kids. You watch it every Saturday. Why don't you carry on doing it here? <laughs> Guys, are you listening to me? I expect every Manchester United, Liverpool supporter, City supporter, have I missed anything else? County, County Stockport. I expect you to have your names on the list and say, Amen. Bring what the little you have and watch Jesus multiply it. What do you have? He's asking us to contribute. Please, guys, it's lovely to be curious about PCF Church. And even a little bit of connecting here and there at the back with the car. But it's time to start to contribute. COVID is behind us now. It's time to rise up to the challenge and say, Amen. I'm doing this thing. You guys have got these points and forms. Online, scan the QR code or go to our website. You can find it there. Or email us. Somebody will point you in the right direction. Get involved. Bring somebody along with you and see what Jesus can do through you.